I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We out here in Echo Park, Tony's Tacos, LA Lakers. Listening to AirBods podcast. Yes, there it is. Yeah. See you here. This shit sizzling. Hold on. We're up. Yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to the AirBuds podcast. I'm Jabel. I'm Peter. And I'm uh, Bill Simmons. Uh, let's throw out the Pearl Jam. What's up, bitches? <laughs> I, I was checking my buddy House. House. Uh, House, <laughs> what do you got this weekend in the WNBA? Who won the WNBA draft, House? Dude, why does your Bill Simmons sound like Harry Carey? <laughs> I don't know, because Bill Simmons, <laughs> the more I hear him, the more I hear someone who might be just like off Adderall and, and alcohol. Like he, yeah, I don't know. Shout out Bill Simmons. My name is Mike Benner. Welcome to the AirBuds podcast. <laughs> Woo! Happy 420. Uh, shout out to all the dealers who are getting messaged if they have Adderall right now. Ooh, it is 420. Happy 420, everybody. That is my favorite Tony Hawk maneuver. People who buy weed love to ask if you have Adderall as well. Really? It's it their favorite. The like all the time. Every person who's bought weed from me has also asked me if I have Adderall. I mean, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> and how often have you had it? 
Zero times, dude. This ain't fucking peanut butter and jelly time. I got one move. But how many times have you showed up to someone's house to, to deliver them weed and they've had that peanut butter jelly time scene for Family Guy on in the background? Um, Maybe once back in the day, like 2015, maybe. Fair. Maybe once. Guys, guess what? Happy 420. We've got two new five-star reviews. Hell yeah. About time, man. It's been weeks. We got a few new ratings, but we got two actual written reviews. And remember, if you leave us five-star rating and write a review, we will read whatever you leave on the air, on the podcast. And here is our first one. This one comes from Mostly Wet, which I hate already. Yeah, it's not uh, a great number. Headline, as my budding freak airs nasty. Five stars. To be honest, I only got here because Jamel did Stavi's pod a few weeks ago. Since being here, I've listened to a sack full of episodes. And you know what? Pretty good stuff. I also went on YouTube deep dive watching all the Jamel t- content I could find. Y'all should get Stav on an app. Uh, I love reviews that are basically like, I listen to another thing that I like better. Yeah, you know, what is wrong? Be Hold on. Hold on. Time out. For that kind of review, that was one of the best ones we'll ever get. I was like, hey, I found you guys from someone else. And you know what? It was fine. And that, Listen, I'll take that. That's that great. Works. Like, I think that Jamel, Jamel is our bread and butter. I love the reviews that are like, I only listen because Jamel is good. I don't know two people's names. Why do people think think that's a good thing to write? (laughs) I think everyone that leaves reviews, like, is completely lacking in social graces. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. There's something wrong with everybody that leaves us a review. There's one thing wrong with each of them. It's a feeling, Peter, I'm sure you're familiar with this. You ever done stand-up? And then, like, one of your friends has a better set than you, and someone from the crowd walks up to them, and they're just like, hey, you you was there. I saw you were there. And it's like, dude, just just walk away, man. Just tell them you said it. Dude, I I will say, though, the the difference for this one is – um, I am just happy to be here. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll ride your coattails as hard yeah. as fucking possible. And at the same time, I'm also mostly wet. So thank you, yeah. Moist Man. There we go. Yeah. I do want to say these kinds of reviews, uh, I, okay, shout out to our, uh, I think like our big brother podcast, All Fantasy Everything, right? Like they're all friends of the pod. Sure, David sure. is regularly on our pod. Uh, I listen to their podcast. Sean Jordan uh told the story on one episode i can't remember when but he was like we did a live show uh and afterwards someone who had never heard the show before but came because their friends had tickets or whatever walked up to him and was like hey love love the show you're the dumb one right (laughs) (laughs) and that's how i feel for me and peter whenever we get reviews like this (laughs) Where it's like, Jamel, I came for Jamel. Jamel's the funniest. I heard Jamel on this other podcast. Jamel's great. Why don't I deep dive for Jamel? Your podcast is fine. Fourth no, note? Fuck that. No way. Fourth Hold on. Note. I'm backing up for this. Listen. Look, don't, this guy, this don't guy came through and was like, YouTube. this guy came through and was like, we're fine. That is that is as good as it's going to get at this day, this day and time. 
So you know what? Thank you again and suck it up, Michael. Okay, shout out Mostly Wet. Let's go to the next review. Uh, this is from Kane Liang. Uh, his headline is Sigh. The, uh, the, the review is, you made me Google Deshaun Eddy. Five stars. Well, yeah. If you thought Deshaun Eddy was a real guy, he is. Deshaun Eddy is a legit player. He plays for North Macedonia. Uh, he'll be back on the pod soon. And uh, yeah. Yeah, he I just mean, plays for North Macedonia. He never actually gave us a team name. That's true. We need to get that on the on the next uh, podcast. I mean, he has he had such a journeyman career. We'll figure out uh, all the team names in the next time he's on. But uh, thank you, Kane, for uh, the positive review. Guys, that's all for the reviews. Guys, the WNBA draft was on Friday night. It happened uh, via FaceTime mostly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Better than like- better than horse, whatever that technology is. Yes. I I, I actually uh, had some situations come up. I could not watch it. But the general reviews I, I heard were that the WNBA draft was a fantastic broadcast. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu, uh, as expected, drafted number one overall to the New York Liberty. Her jersey sold out immediately online. On, uh, announced that she was signing with Nike, much to Steph Curry's uh, uh, dismay, right? Did you see that? He, was, he apparently had been lobbying for her to sign with Under Armour for months and months and months. And she gave him the brush off and signed with Nike, which makes me love her even more. Yeah, I mean, she's always been like a Kobe person. Right. So she'll go with Nike and then some kind of um, uh, scandal will happen. She'll sign with Adidas briefly and then she'll go back to Nike. Yo, that'd be so sick if Sabrina in Esku like had a little hotel dalliance. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that'd be crazy, bro. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, we should move on this immediately. <laughs> yeah, what'd I say? I ain't even say nothing this time. I brought it up. It's my fault. I'll take I ain't even say nothing. Uh, uh, we're gonna leave it in. Like we're but like we're 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 definitely gonna learn our lesson. I'll say that. You know, man. <laughs> uh, look, I do. Uh, the moment her Jamel, I know you just got the Elena Deladon shoes, right? Yeah, I did. Give me a quick review of them. Uh, they're fucking awesome. Uh, these shoes. Uh, okay, imagine a basketball shoe designed for a person who can't speak or see or hear so helen keller yeah these are the air kellers bro (laughs) they're so nasty the 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 the, like the stippling like the weird bumps feel all cool why okay why are these the perfect shoes for helen keller what are you talking about (laughs) no literally nigga you listen to me she designed the shoes for her sister who is essentially helen keller wait for real wait oh i had no idea sure i didn't i had no idea that her sister uh yeah okay so 
she yeah. made shoes that would be good for her sister to wear. Yeah, she the the, the concept is like Safety I want a shoe that I can hoop shoes. in and she can also wear. Yes. And Nike went through with it. Her, Nike made a charitable shoe. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much of the dough. I mean, probably a ton. But yeah, they was like, fuck it, bro. And these joints are hard. You, as someone who is uh, vision impaired, hearing imp- impaired, yeah. uh, enabled, I'm sorry, what, what, okay, impaired, but what, en- enabled, I don't know what's the opposite of I, I, I am paired. You are paired. You can see, you can hear, and you can talk. Yeah. How have these shoes made your life better? Um, cause I get to fucking look at them and touch them. They're fucking clean as shit. Uh, they got the Kobe bottom. They got the zoom bottoms. The color's crazy. I'd never seen the purple ones before. Those were crazy. You, you had sent, uh, the two options you had ahead of you to Peter and I, and, uh, the purple ones were by far the better choice. I can't even remember what the other ones were, but I just remember being like, fuck those shoes. Do not get those, Jamel. Yeah, they was just a little, I mean, I don't know. If I played for the Bulls, I'd wear, I'd get them. Right. They were like white and red and blue. Is that right? Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're black. It was black, white, and red. Okay. Yeah, they were kind of ugly. It just, you know, it's a team look. These are a little more freaky and also Zeke. And I love them with all my heart. <laughs> And as soon as we're allowed outdoors, I am wearing them, and I will cross somebody over at the YMCA in those shoes. Oh, you're well, going to play in them? I mean, I shouldn't, and I have other basketball shoes, but I got to I gotta play in yeah. them once. Jamel is a – I feel like you are a, a wear-your-sneakers guy. Like, you buy nice sneakers, but you don't keep them in the box. You don't keep them – like, you buy them to enjoy them, right? Yeah, yeah I'm going to wear them shits. I come from the, the Clark Kent school. Of shoes. What's the Clark Kent school? Explain. Oh well, DJ Clark Kent. He's a huge shoe guy. Uh, I thought you were talking about like Superman. Yeah, no, me no, too. No. I was searching for the analogy. Shouts out to DJ Clark Kent. Please come on the pod. Anyways, I brought that. I brought the Atlanta Deladons up because uh, I was going to say the moment uh, Sabrina Inescu's Nikes come out, the three of us have to get matching pairs, right? I mean, I'm in. Sure. Yeah. Are we getting the delis? Look, because if she comes out with a pair in Oregon colors, I'm not buying the delis. Also, not the first, not the only shoe named the deli that we talked about buying as a group this week. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot. We're talking about the, uh, now we're talking about the Matthew Delavadovas. Right. Because you you had brought up, okay, so we I started looking into the Matthew Delavadovas, which he has an actual shoe. Uh, because you were talking about the delis, and I was like, what the fuck are the delis? And I didn't know you were talking about the Deladons. Yeah, I'm just putting a little hood twist. Sometimes, you know... Um, it's not even a hood twist. You're putting a fucking Sopranos twist on it. Yeah, a little gabagool. Yeah. yeah, what, no fucking ZD? It's right here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think calling Deladon the delis is is the hood twist when there is another player named Matthew Delavadova that is known as Deli. Look, here's what I'll say. Okay. I don't know if the Deladons have made it to the hood, 
But if niggas was on the block in a pair of Elena Deladons, they would be called the Delis. Based on Elena Deladon's Instagram presence, I'm guaranteeing she is not made it to the hood. No, I don't think so. And it's crazy. She lives so close. <laughs> and yet she speaks in a goofy voice for her dog. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, well, hold on. No, let's not. Are we are we holding that? Are we holding everyone accountable for that? Is that a thing now? Oh, because we've talked Peter, about you, this yeah. on the podcast Peter, many times. Yeah, what? Just you? What'd you do? You've been talking French with your dog all day. Does I Murray mean, have any voice we need to hear? I sing. I put Sadie's name into every song I could possibly think of. That's fine. Do you do it on as the main voice on your Instagram account? No, no, I keep exactly. that shit private. Exactly. Keep it in your own home. <laughs> Can be yeah. very misconstrued, you know. Yeah. But front street. Yeah, that's all. Like Elena Deladon is out there being like, My mommy is a good bowler. I love her with like a picture of her dog. And like that's what I hate about her. Well, why? If you were that good, you could do whatever you wanted to. I mean, that's also true. How you, long until you start doing for doing that? Benner, how long until after this? Because you wouldn't, you were never going to do this until you threw shade on this podcast. But now that you have said publicly that you think it's whack, you and you just bought a dog, you're going to be doing. I cannot wait to see what type of Cornwallis bullshit you do <laughs> with your dog. Number one, I did not buy my dog. I adopted my dog. <laughs> you paid uh, full price for that dog, Mike. I rescued my dog from a shelter. Number two, rescue that dog with a written check. Fact. <laughs> Number two, I will never publicly give my dog a cute voice and speak for it on Instagram. I guarantee yeah, no. that. And that's exactly what it is. It's not even going to be a cute voice. It's going to be some bullshit Oscar the Grouch voice. Nope. It never. I. <laughs> I will never. I will post pictures of my dog to my Instagram story. I will never be like. My mommy and daddy love me on Instagram. I guarantee that. I bet all the money I have in my bank account by the end of 2022, there will be a video of you with your dog giving your dog the voice of a pipehead. Your dog, you're going to give your dog some sort of crackhead voice, and I can't wait for it. I, okay, I'll take that fucking bet. Let's go. Let's go. I am going to make $12,000 off of you. How did you make them bet $12,000? You said all the money you had in the bank account. I'm just guessing. Well, that's a great guess. I uh, really appreciate you guessing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect and appreciate what you think I'm capable of. Hell yeah, bro. Thanks. Yeah, me too. I was like, where did he, where did he get $12,000? Like the lottery? I don't yeah. have $12,000. <laughs> I don't have damn $12,000 of shit. You crazy? I don't know. You sell weed. Come on. <laughs> shoebox under your bed <laughs> i mean look they, these are you if you get in a time machine yeah sure there's a different there's a different version of me where this is a possible conversation i'll say that <laughs> okay this is a podcast about uh basketball all right uh, uh congratulations sabrina we're all happy for you i think we're all fucking pumped for whenever the next WNBA season happens uh yeah. It's boo the W boo ESPN though for still finding a way 
to trivialize these ladies by right. having the draft during commercials. What do you even have commercials for? There's no sports. This is the only thing. Right. If you don't, if you're what not you aware, uh, apparently uh, ESPN went to commercial and then still made draft picks while that was happening. So like they skipped pick number like 11. And then when he came out for commercial pick number 18 was happening or whatever, uh, kind of bullshit. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, apparently, it was a very, like, overall, people loved the broadcast, but that fucking sucks. And I feel bad for those women who have worked their whole life towards this moment only to get it overshadowed by, like, a uh, State Farm commercial. It just always feels like ESPN or the NBA is finding ways to patronize or trivialize the WNBA, well, which is a moneymaker for them could be a moneymaker for them. And it's things like small yeah. things like this, that kind of are annoying. You said they had the state farm ad in the first round. Nah, yeah. this was the second round, right? No, they went to commercial. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, that was the second round. Cause there's only, what is there? 10 teams in the, in, in 12. the W 12. So you're talking about the second round picks. So yeah, they missed the like first few picks in the, in the second round. Well, here's what I'll say. Look, um, we could talk about how many women's teams there should be, uh, the depth of the talent in women's college basketball and internationally. This is a different episode entirely, possibly a different program. But if you got picked in the second round, you might you might catch a Dunkin' Donuts ad. That's just that's just what it is. I don't know. I think. Okay, so there's 30 teams in the NBA. That means the 31st player is going to be a much lower quality player than the 11th player, right? Yeah. There's 10 teams in the WNBA. So that person, that 11th pick, would be an 11th first-round pick in the, the NBA, right? Well, it's 12 teams, but I see what you're saying. I ran the numbers on that, too. Yeah, sorry, sorry, 12 teams, yeah. I see what you're saying, and I mean, that makes sense in my head, but I just – I don't need, I don't think – the 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 town. I mean, the problem is just the exposure of the college game, probably because it seems like that talent think the scale ain't exactly equal. Because they like third round picks in the WNBA get cut all the time, and that and that doesn't make sense to me because through this theory, because it's like technically, you're still a first round pick, really, if we're talking league numbers. Right, but like, there's only. 12 teams so i don't know there there should be more whatever let's you're right this could be an, an entirely different we could do like a sub-series of this yeah this is like we gotta pull out some metrics on this i'm gonna have to look at my uh my goddamn t-square for this one yeah i just think like a someone who might get cut on an nba squad like might get cut because they're really bad someone that might get cut on a WNBA squad might be get cut because like they're very good, but there's two other very good players ahead of them. You know yeah, I mean? no, no, nah, yeah, you're right. But and then you and then it's like, oh man, now I got to go to Sweden and make three times the money. Right. <laughs> the, the, that's <laughs> oh, the big difference. That the WBA is like, oh fuck, I got demoted and I'm making more money. <laughs> well, it's an interesting thing. I mean, like, I I hope they fix that. And it, you know, the the CBA, they're on the way to trying to fix that. Um. Let me just shift gears real quick on you guys. I know we didn't talk about this pre-show, but um, 
as the women's game is trying to figure their shit out, the men's game is taking some interesting turns. A couple top 50 guys declared for the G League over the weekend. Let's go. I love this. I love uh, it was Jalen Green. uh, His 500 racks. What's that? They gave him 500 racks, man. Give him 500 year. racks to to join the 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 new D League developmental squad, which will be based in LA. Uh, it's not like a team affiliated thing. It's just like a new team that will be to be put together that is kind of essentially the one NBA farm team. Is that right? I don't know. It feels like a it's real life version. It's a real life version of like my team in 2K. Yeah, it's right. an AAU team. They were like, let's take uh, as many 2021 prospects as we can, start an AAU team. <laughs> it did. They did just start an AAU team and they could pay him $500,000 above board. Yeah. But like, I mean, what if, what if they, what if this team gets to play like in the midseason tournament? What if this team. Like, what if they're like, this team gets to, like, just gets a wild card seed in the playoffs? We are one step closer. Actually, no, we are one step closer on that. two Airbud dreams. One of them on. is fans being illegal. Okay. Mike, you have manifested the illegality of fans <laughs> for years on this podcast. That's true. And to your credit, and maybe to your blame, it looks like that is. Close to coming closer and closer to reality. I this is all your fans. Fault. I think fans are awful. Uh, we are all entitled pieces of shit. Uh, we act like buying a ticket gives us the right to be better than human beings. Uh, I'm so glad that we might be seeing NBA basketball with empty arenas because you know what? We don't deserve to be there. Do the I second? wish it was under different circumstances? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck fans. The second. The second Airbuds manifestation is NBA relegation. And this takes us one step closer to the G League mattering more and eventually someone like the Charlotte Hornets getting relegated and some other team elevating to the NBA. The G League is going to get tight. You like there, This is now just another fucking basketball league with prospects. And if you don't think next year every single person – is going to try to do this from high school? Like, this is – college basketball is over now. I, I mean, I, I want it to be over. It's a wrap. I mean, we're going to get into the Jordan doc, but you watch how far they've fallen from having James fucking Worthy and Jordan on the same team playing in the tournament? Like, why are we doing this anymore? Yeah, just got to keep just got to keep fucking up that money, guys. Hey, NCAA, uh, shouts out to you guys, everybody on the board over there with cocaine problems. We love you. I think as long as uh, there are white racist people that love fundamentals, college basketball will be around. Yeah, in my head, my dream. Yeah, my college basketball is a racist fandom. I'm just gonna say that outright. Yeah, that's true. They definitely have the uh, "you work for me, boy" type vibe. You hand a kid an envelope. Yup. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of that. That that it's it's in there. There's a coating of that. Mm -hmm. Get yourself something nice to eat, son. A little bit of that. 
Yeah, a little bit of little sprinklings of that. It would be sick. A little bit of entitlement. They're like, hey, you're getting a free education without mentioning the fact that like you don't really get an education because you have to be at practice 12 hours a day. In my head, I wish this for women's college basketball, though. I, I want I want the men's game to just be deleted. We add 20 more G League teams. There's like Ooh. two divisions of like prospect ball. Yeah, almost no like no more college ball. A minor league system. You, relegation, yeah. single A, the the G League, the I don't know, the Under Armour League, the U League, whatever. Yeah, and then goddamn, yeah, I mean, the women's game is out front, and the 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 dude who dresses like a pimp at Mississippi State women's games finally gets his day in court. What brand? Okay, so the G League became the G League because of Gatorade. What brand do you most want? To have their first initial become okay. a new league. Actually, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna amend this question. Okay. What brand can definitely not be another league because of their first initial? Well, P. Uh, so you know, like the P uh, League. The yeah, Puma there's no league. P League. Yeah, Puma's no out. Puma. Pedigree's out. No uh, Powerade. Yeah, they're done. I'm not playing in the P League. We had the D League for a long time. <laughs> but that's a D. That's a D. But the D didn't pee. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Too much, honestly. The R League, that's a problem. I don't like Probably the way that feels. End yeah, League, yeah, no. come on. No. We can't do the End no. League. No. Yeah, no End League. <laughs> Sorry, Nike. Sorry, Reebok. Yeah, y'all out. You could probably do the A League. You could probably do the like Adidas. Oh, Arian, sorry. Oh shit. Mm. Probably can't do the K League. Well, you uh, could do the K League. You could do the K League. You could do the K League. Depends like on what the just... K stands for, I think. Because Korea's got like eight K Leagues. Yeah. Any Korean brand would be fine for the K League, but like. I don't know. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Follow me and everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. We can't have a Cracker I, League. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you sure you certainly can't. Uh what I would like to see, I would like to see an outdoor league sponsored by Dutch Masters where people are allowed to smoke weed in the stands. <laughs> and this basically takes over the NAIA. There's no more NAIA now. And they all play outdoor ball. Okay, Dutch Masters presents the DM League, and we're not going to look into any further into DM. It's just DM League, and that's it. The M League is all right. M League sounds kind of tight. No, DM League. Come on. I mean, the DM League. I'm in the DM League. I know. <laughs> I'm like, we could all play in the DM League. Come on. I'm not. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been a great season for us over here. <laughs> but... Uh, we are in the league. Give us details, Jamal. Yeah, what's your shooting percentage? Are we talking free throws? Are we talking where on, on the court? Talking just okay. and beyond. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My pull-up pull game, pull game is strong. I hit from 30-plus feet. I will do that. But sometimes I have some trouble around the paint. 
area. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, I'm not a really big finisher. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what was what was in the paint for you. You had courtside seats, and Ricky Lake was sitting ten rows behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a layup. And I, you know, hey, look, I try to put it off the glass. I try to put it off the glass and dunk it. Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be like you should probably just go for the layups. That's my take there. I pull a lot of I do a lot of T Mac stuff. (laughs) All right, we're gonna take a quick break to tell you about Bet Online. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there is nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker, my favorite, and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices. Even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. More on that to come. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Back to the show. Should we talk about the Jordan documentary? <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, yeah. 32 minutes in, we have not talked about this yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. People stop listening. <laughs> Sports Center just did a two-hour post-game of this shit. What you want to hear from us? I know. I feel like, look, uh, Javel is exactly right. Every NBA podcast that comes out tomorrow is going to be talking about this and oftentimes talking about in much greater expertise and detail than we are possibly capable of. Oh, no, I'm an expert. Uh, I have it uh, firsthand knowledge. Michael Jordan uh, drank coffee. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, not this. This doc is like kind of disappointingly in the eye of the beholder. Well, um, here's what I will say. I got to tell you something. I am very invested uh, in this 1997 trip to France. Like. <laughs> Did yeah. I just I've been trying to figure out since part two ended was Scotty on the trip to France? I found one photo of him next to the Eiffel Tower, but he is not in the team photo with the entire organization. Was he getting surgery in in Paris at the time? <laughs> yeah, the prequel to uh, Niggas in Paris. Scotty surgery, surgery in Paris. Surgery, surgery in Paris. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Uh, Peter, you, we were texting back and forth during this, and uh, you said something like, there's just way too many interviews, and it made me think of something. I think I tweeted it from our account earlier this week, where it's just like, there's no way you could tell me that this 10-episode event couldn't be a pretty good 90-minute documentary. And I think that was pretty fitting for me at least at the end of the second episode well this is incredible i'm loving watching all of this but if i was not starved for any kind of basketball content if the playoffs were going on right now i'd be like ah this could be a a a two-hour movie yeah Yeah, they definitely not wrong they got lucky that we're all have nothing else going on for sure because anytime they were showing any footage it, it just had this feeling of 
oh man, shoot this into my veins, basketball. It just, I know it's not real. I know it's not, I know it's not current, but it just felt amazing to also just kind of like watch Michael in that form. And like they have access to everything. And you would hope if they're doing an eight hour documentary that they're just showing you a ton of good footage, but there was just too many people being like, so Michael good at basketball. And then Michael being like, I also was good at basketball. But when he laughed at the cocaine question, that's its own that 10 hours. Yeah, yeah, that's its own 10 hours. I want 10 hours of why he laughed that hard. I want that too. So if you if you haven't watched it yet, uh, a someone pointed out to Michael Jordan that uh, what, what, what was the quote? Someone called the 1985 Bulls when the Michael Bulls Jordan was a rookie. The traveling cocaine circus. To which Michael Jordan responded by laughing for a full 38 seconds. And then then responding with an uncut two-minute story crafted very well by his publicist about how he never did anything. Yeah, he he threw his entire team under the bus, right? He was like, well, there was this one time I went to see my teammates in their hotel room and I knocked on the door and they opened it up. And my entire team was in there <laughs> doing cocaine, drinking alcohol, gambling, having sex with women, and playing rap music. And I said, guys, this isn't for me. And I left. And never have I disbelieved Michael Jordan more in my entire life. Michael Jordan did not do blow and gamble and have sex with strange women. I, I, His denial was so unconvincing that I would bet four thousand dollars that he i there's no way to prove it at this point it's 30 years on but whatever you know what i mean shout out to rick carlisle who uh, had a ring with the celtics i did not know that oh yeah <laughs> it's good to see him <laughs> uh yeah um, guys, ask a question uh, via text while we were watching um, when they were going over that that uh, playoff series between I think it was the '86 Celtics and the Bulls, uh, where Michael Jordan kind of you know I think he was a second year player, right? And he gave this you know legendary playoff performance. I asked uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird in a '69, who's on top? What is your guys' answer? You said Jordan and Larry Bird? Michael Jordan and Larry Bird in a 69, who's on top? What year is it? 86. Great the playoffs. question. Well, yeah. I'm going to say Larry. Is on top? Well, we, uh, nah. Larry's on the like bottom because his back is fucked his up. His back. Because he got the fucked be his up back. back. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry's definitely on his back because of his back. Yeah, it's nothing else. It's not a uh, masculinity thing. Yeah, Michael is like young and spry. Yeah, he can make. You those- think he's working the 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 back pain to his advantage. You don't think he's competitive enough to like know that? And he's like, oh, this guy's got a brace on. He's on the court. I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this to well, suck his are they, are, Yeah, are they six? Are, are they sixty nining for Wait, competition or for pleasure? Yeah, what's happening? Say that again. Yeah, is the is the goal to win the sixty nine, Mike? What what's going on here? There. Okay, look. It's not the way you win is by by having it go your way. 
<laughs> so that's like the Michael. That's so, whatever he wants, you know? So you just so you just described wrestling. Oh. Is that wrestling? Yeah. Are they wrestling? But they're naked. No, but they're naked, so it's sex. Which is inherently I mean, yeah. col- col- inherently collaborative. And so he's gotta look out for uh, Larry's back. Yeah, I think the back is a factor in eighty six. All right. So Michael's on top, but it's not necessarily because Larry is the beta. It's just that he has a bad back. How do you think gay sex works, Mike? Do you think there's a game of rock, paper, scissors every time? I'm not saying, look, I didn't say this was gay. I'm just saying, like, Michael Jordan would make it competitive. That's all. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Only because it's another dude? Because he doesn't act like that with ladies in the boudoir, does he? I guarantee he does. I oh think everything God. he does is competitive. You think Mike is trying to win fucking? Absolutely. He's a yeah. psychopath. He's a I, psychopath. Yeah, why else would he wear jeans like that? You right. Yeah. You right. I think everything he does is a competition. From like ordering at Little Caesars to having sex with Larry Bird. It's all a do, competition. Do you think <laughs> Jordan just waited for Jerry Krause to die? before he decided to just release this documentary footage. Gonna that go is, ahead and say yes. Sure. I mean, that would be utmost respect for a foe he had no respect for, but why not? It is the the wildest thing is is watching him and then later Scotty Pippen just shit all over Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh but especially Krause. Like they just bully him. Especially because camera. The first for the first episode, it's just Jordan being like basically just calling him a midget every time. And then in the second episode, they're like, "Yeah, things got so bad with Scotty, um, we kind of had to ask we him to tone it down." Went, like, yeah, we, what was we he saying <laughs> to him, right. like on the bus? That was so bad. I mean, you know, probably just a you know all types of motherfuckers. Right. I think the first episode, there's a there, they caught uh, it was out of practice. And uh, Kraus, uh, Jerry Kraus, then the, the team GM, he was like at the court and the team was there and he's he like takes a pill. And who knows what the pill is for? It might be because he has like a heart condition or something. It might be for something like tragic. Michael so, Jordan hap- happens to catch him taking the pill and says, oh, is, are those the pills that keep you so short? Or, or are they the diet pills that don't work? And then he just turns and walks away. And this is ostensibly his boss. <laughs> this is ostensibly the guy that signs his checks. The guy that he's demanding he pays, gets paid $35 million the, the next year. Yeah. And then in the second episode, as Peter was saying, uh, Scotty Pippen had a real problem with, with Jerry Krause. Uh, is it, it's Jerry Krause, right? Yeah. It sure is. Uh, and uh, and this is Jerry Krause is not a, a sympathetic figure by any means. We like we hate him. He's bad. He's sucked for a long time. But he's painted as the victim in this documentary a little bit, I think. Uh, so in the second episode, um, Scottie Pippen had an issue with him because he wasn't getting paid as much as he should have gotten paid. And he, apparently, it was an incident where he was bullying Jerry Krause so bad that Michael Jordan. The guy who in the first episode 
was trying to cut his heart out and make him feel like less than a human had to talk to Scotty Pippen to say, Hey man, can you, can you cool it on Jerry? <laughs> Which I mean, you know, it must've been a long time. I feel like Scotty, like, cause he's just like this, like down home yokel from Arkansas. Like, and like, you know what I'm saying? He's, he watched his dad have a stroke in front of him. Like, he just never – I don't think he yelled at anybody until 1996. And honestly, just he should He got fucked so hard for for being, like, a top three NBA player for, I don't know, what, seven years and, like, getting paid as little as he did and having the Bulls fuck him over so hard. Yeah. I'd be yelling at Jerry Krause also. Big up to Jerry Reinsdorf, too, who was also like, yeah, I hired Jerry Krause – he had a terrible relationship with uh, Michael and Scotty. Um, also, he had a terrible relationship with Phil. It was so bad he couldn't even negotiate the terms of his final year. And after I negotiated it with him, uh, he went out publicly and said Phil will not be returning. Um, but I liked him, so I kept him around. Like, that is the most super rich dude mentality I've ever heard about anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't. why would you do that? What type of move is Krauso and like, hey, I'm – we are getting rid of you next year. That's insane. To how say do you that. think? It's yeah, insane. How do you, to say how do you think insane. your year is going to go? How do you think your year is going to go? You're about to fire the coach who saved Chicago. It's wild that they're setting up a major league type situation where, like, so, like, in major league, the Indians were the worst team in baseball. And they said, fuck the owners we're gonna win to screw it screw them yeah. uh but this is the opposite where like they're like fuck the owners we're the best team in basketball with like four of the top 10 players in the league we're gonna win to screw the owners <laughs> like i don't know it just it's a, it's it was such a, it's such a weird unique situation what like, i don't understand is to win for a long time and Jerry Krause was just like, fuck this. I'm going to blow it up. How is paying four guys the max and winning all of the time worse? How is that? How is that the worst of two options? I would like, who are you saving this money for? Yeah. The owner's already rich. Nobody's like, you're the GM. You're not going to get more money than you are as the the GM of a six-time champion. What what is the point of blowing it up? What are you why? I don't know. Oh, well, that's why Scotty called me a bitch, I mean I guess. I don't know. If Scotty called me like <laughs> a, like a little dick bitch. <laughs> Maybe. But even still, I'm like, come on, Scotty. What does my penis have to do with any of this? It's insane that Jerry Krause made them introduce him at the ring ceremony. The after the summer. At, yeah, after the summer where he was basically threatening to break up the team the entire time. And Reinsdorf had to go behind his back to bring Phil fucking Jackson back. I mean, even the writers were calling him a little fat fuck. Yeah. Like, what's up? 
Also, it's I did I, I I did hear like three minutes of like the Sports Center after, and the only thing I heard was Jackie McMullen being like, and also you know to his credit, like Jerry Krause was a total asshole. <laughs> Like everybody like, thinks he was a total asshole. He just was. I man, crazy. I love the moment. Uh, I think it might have been the first episode where Reinsdorf was like, Yeah, uh Kraus was a scout with the White Sox when I bought him. And then when I bought the Bulls, he came to me and said, I want to be the GM of the Bulls. And I went to everybody in Major League Baseball and asked <laughs> their opinion of him. And they all said, he's a piece of shit. We hate his guts. That's what and I'm saying. And then I hired him because I didn't want someone that, that would make me friends. I wanted someone to build a team. And it's like, why the fuck did you hire him? Like, you just said that everyone hates his guts. And then that became the biggest problem throughout his entire career with you. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. The role of a owner. GM is, yeah, the role of a GM is to be an asshole at times, though. That's kind of what they're there for. No, that's the role Only of like, your superstar. That's the role of Michael Jordan. That is not the role of your GM. The GM is uh, supposed to be there to to woo people to the team. It's not supposed to be there to be an asshole to no. everybody. He's, he's supposed to woo people, and he's supposed to trick other people into making bad deals. He's supposed to yell at people to get off his phone. Like, there's as being a dickhead is in the job description. The only person, like... Trading a kid on draft night is a dickhead move. I mean, maybe. Trading someone halftime of a game is a dickhead move. Shout out Kinda. to there's no way to do it. I mean, okay, Kobe got traded on draft night, but like he demanded it. Does that make the Charlotte Hornets GM a dickhead? Uh I mean, yeah, that makes him a dumbass. <laughs> True. He he's a dumbass. Uh, Jerry West is a dickhead. So Jerry Krause. So you can either be a dickhead or a dumbass. Jerry Krause was both. He was both. The rare yeah. both. <laughs> Only big he ups, and Ernie Grunfeld. Big ups to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest drafting Sam Bowie and trading Scottie Pippen in the eighties. That is dumb as fuck. Super that is, dumb. That is rough. That's not I mean, great. And, the Blazers got him back, though, eventually. God, and then the no, Sonics. The got Jordan. They, 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 Jordan, they got Pippen. Yeah, I know. The, well, yeah. See, he's thinking it too. Anyway, the point is, point is. How, can you, how can you be Seattle and, like, you're like, dog, we got this kid. He didn't even play Division One ball. He's, like, 6'9". He's crazy nice. He maybe can't read. He doesn't know shit about money. How do you like know a Yo, they could have paid him in like Burger King coupons. <laughs> he could have gotten all the Dick's cheeseburgers he want. He wanted. Oh my god, they could have been like, "Hey, don't sign with the Bulls, Scotty. If you stay with us, you'll get to meet Sir Mix a lot." <laughs> <laughs> and Scotty would have been like, "Oh, for real?" And he would have been like, "The Prince of England?" And they're like, "No, Scotty. <laughs> we need to play you." Yeah, yeah, come here, buddy. This is pretty neat. <laughs> oh, other people like big butts. Man, that's crazy. Do you think we're going to get to the point in the documentary where we talk about how um, Future has cucked Scotty Pippen multiple times? If that's not part 10, I'm out. 
That's like the that's like the talk show. I like that you're like, if they don't get to this by the final part of the final episode, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> the bus. Uh, guys, okay, well let's let's wrap this up. Uh, how do we feel about this documentary so far? I feel like personally, and I'll just go first. Uh, look, has this been one of the highlights of my quarantine? Probably. There's been a handful of personal notes that you guys know about that I don't want to talk about on the podcast yet. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but this was up there. This is like, I feel like this is basketball content. It's cool. We still have you on record for saying this was the highlight of your quarantine. So we'll yes. see. Yeah. hold on to that. I feel like uh, I, I was starving for any kind of hoops, and this is hoops. Uh, this if, is if, hoops. If we had an actual NBA league going on right now, I think I'd be like, just get to the fucking point. How do you guys feel? I feel like... Um... I feel like I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I thought I had seen all the Jordan stuff I I needed to. Uh, I, apparently, I needed a little more. I like that. It looks like Mike's about to cry a lot. He does. His <laughs> eyes are so red in every interview. Either he's hammered or he's about to cry. I like that. Uh, there's many different points that could be their own documentary. Uh, his rookie year seems like it should be its own doc. Mm-hmm. Uh them in France is a, a, a Pixar animated feature for me. Yep. Uh, what else? What else do I have for you? I'm I'm very excited for these next two parts. I think them versus the Pistons is the most interesting thing that I would like to know more inter- info about. And I'm excited for that. I would say, um, you know. This is this is what we need right now. It's definitely getting graded on a curve. There's no way to like think about it objectively because sports are gone. So good for them for lining that up. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's like a it's like a B, but I'm it feels like an A plus 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 just because of time and circumstance. Also, shout out to Dennis Rodman who's just like, what's up? Yeah, that was I my, mean, that was probably on. the best part. That yeah, was the best part. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, what's up? They haven't even mentioned him yet. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fine. I think we, you know, we were talking, we were texting Mike too. Like, I wish that kind of like OJ made in America, and also, I think, uh, like that doc, that thirty for thirty doc, like June fifteenth, nineteen ninety five, where it's just the found footage. Mm-hmm. Um. I think this was, it's just a little heavy. I mean, I love that MJ's talking and stuff, but it's actually, I wonder if it would have been more effective if it was people just talking about him. And like, he is talking a lot in it. And I think that's what I hate the most is documentaries where the subject is the main voice in it. And he, you know, as a producer, he was like, he is in control of his footage. He is the one helping shape this. And that, to me, makes it suspect. Um, the idea that he allowed this thing into the documentary where he was like, yeah, 
all my teammates were doing drugs and drinking and having sex with women, but I was, I stayed away from that. Like that to me is like putting such a fake spin on it. Cause I'm like, Michael Jordan, we know who you are. Well, let's just, let me, let me, let me just, let me just wait one second. I think, I think Mike wasn't exactly lying. I think he was only in his head. He was only talking about like his two first weeks in the league. Obviously we know Mike got turned out at some point, but we'll never know when. Because he's in control of the voice of this documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Charles Oakley ain't telling and nobody would tell. I think I don't think it matters because I don't think anybody would tell on Mike. Yeah, that's the other thing. I've, I want this documentary through like the voice of like Charles Oakley and Scotty and all these. It w- I think it would be more effective if you just heard from him a little less. Because there is yeah, such a I'd like gladly trade in. I'd gladly trade in all the, the footage. Apparently, this documentary only exists because of the camera crew that followed uh the 98 bulls around but we're getting a lot of non 98 bulls footage in here so i'm just like why are we letting michael jordan control the narrative of this documentary when we're not you know getting a ton of the footage he ostensibly is in control of i don't know well i think they're just spacing it out real weird there's 10 parts they're doing this documentary is going to be on well into the summer yeah, it'll be June before this is over, right? Yeah, five oh, weeks. May. Yeah, so it'll be it'll I, be I late know. late May and last week of May. There's ten parts, so there's one next week. No, it's going to be June, right? It's going to be two like mid June. It's two every weekend. No, it's on two two tonight, and then one every Sunday. Oh shit! I thought yeah. they was doing two. Oh there's my lord! Two episodes tonight. It's going to be one from here on out. I don't think so. I think it doubles every two every two weeks. It's two hours. Every week is two hours. Well, well, it doesn't we, matter. I mean, who cares? Whatever. Just Google it, guys. How the fuck <laughs> yeah, is this not talking about? It. Yeah, fact check us. Uh, hit hashtag Peter's right or hashtag Mike is right. Uh, once you find out which one of us is right, or don't, don't do that either. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. All right, patreon.com slash airboatspod at airboatspod yeah. on everything. <laughs> For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 